Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Chuck Bryant. Welcome, people. Uh, And this is Stuff You Should Know. It is. And I'm about to tell Chuck, you guys should listen to this. Chuck, did you know there's a theory that there are two kinds of learning? Spill it. So there's one called cognitive learning, which is book learning, right? Where like you read, uh, you know, an article and you read it again and again, and right. you try to like make connections, and then and street know, smarts. That's no. that actually, yeah, that kind of would fall into the other category, which is called intuitive learning. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently, yeah, some people have more of one than the other. Right. Ultimately, we would all, under this theory of of learning, um, do both simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you're reading a book and, and you're, you're taking in knowledge and that's cognitive learning. Intuitive learning is, um, where basically we're picking up cues unconsciously from our environment around us and we're learning from that. So what you would call instinct uh-huh. or gut feeling, it would be the result of an, basically an unconsciously processed evaluation of, uh, you know, some stimuli in the environment. So street smarts. Street smarts it is, buddy. Absolutely. Yep. And part of that, Chuck, actually is um, we're, well. We're about to talk about microexpressions, so I know you've heard of them. Yeah. But that's part of this these uh, unconscious cues and information that we uh, pick up right. without knowing about it, which would make it unconscious, as I said. I, I really like this article. That was very. I, I did cool. too. It was written by Tom Sheaf. Uh, for any years, right? Oh, BFF. So, Josh, we're going to talk about microexpressions, which are in the face. We have to talk <laughs> about the expressions you can make. Facial expressions. Yes. The broad, plain ones that we see. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, Chuck, as I understand, there's um, seven universal facial expressions, right? Uh, yes. Quickly, they are happiness, sadness, fear, mm-hmm. anger, disgust, surprise, and contempt. And what was the name of the guy who traveled the world uh, studying these? Ekman? Yeah, Paul Ekman. Paul Ekman, yeah. He he went around the world to uh, a bunch of disparate uh, cultures um, all over the place and studied um, facial movements and found that those seven are universal. Right. He was trying to basically get to the root of whether or not um, it's a learned thing or not. And I thought, I love this man. I thought it was so cool that he could go to like the furthest reaches of a, a Borneo mm-hmm. and they m- perhaps might make the same contempt face as I do. Yeah, or disgust. Or disgust. I could see smiling, uh, fear, that kind of thing is right. universal. But uh, that's kind of strange because that suggests that those are universal feelings then. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So uh, basically Ekman uh, documented all of these uh, these seven universal facial expressions, but that wasn't enough. Right? No. Now, he and a guy named uh, W.V. Friesen yes. uh, actually mapped out the muscles that create facial expressions, and what they came up with is the facial action coding system. So cool. Which sounds like it should be like on the front of a comic book, you right. know? Right, it is. With a fist punching out. <laughs> um, and, and what the uh, FACS does is it measures the movements of facial muscles and expresses them in action uni- units. Yeah, AUs. Yeah. So um, a raised eyebrow is AU1, right? Right. And it also uh, denotes whether or not the this movement was uh, voluntary or involuntary, mm-hmm. and it also measures intensity. So, like a smile, the strength of a smile uh, is measured in six degrees. Right. Um. And, and so you pop all this stuff together, and um, 
you you apply it to our knowledge of the seven universal expressions, and you can say just by analysis of these facial muscles exactly what emotion is going on. Yeah, I think it's so cool. It is very cool, uh, and conceivably useful. There's a stuff uh, called facial scan, facial recognition systems. Yeah, and right now, as it stands, they're kind of hit or miss. They tried one in in Logan Airport in Boston, uh-huh. um, and it, it was like 61 percent accurate, which isn't enough because if you're going to be stopping people based on you know their their facial expression, right? It needs to be a lot higher than that. No, were they studying micro expressions or? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but also they they um th- there's software out there that can look for fugitives in a crowd, right? Um, based on the FACS, right? Uh, and what what uh what Eichmann and uh, Friesen came up with, right? But yes, no, the the one at Logan Airport, not micro expressions. Gotcha. That's that's another one that I think uh FEMA, no Homeland Security, TSA. Yeah, TSA is is using it's like a trailer, and you walk through, and right. like it, I think they show you stuff that's supposed to create like a a, a, a facial um, or micro expression if you're uncomfortable, right? Uh, and I don't think it's in use commercially yet. I think if they were smart, they would hire my wife. Oh, is she good at that? Oh, she is. Not only does she have a a keen gut instinct uh, on things, which is pretty accurate, I must say, but uh, yeah, she can read. Uh, body language and facial expressions like nobody's business. Well, if she can read micro expressions, that would make her um, part of just 10%, an estimated 10% of people who can pick up on micro expressions when, when, they're, se- when they're shown them. Yeah, I would say that's her for sure. Yeah. I, I cannot fool her ever. Okay, so Chuck, let's, we've got facial expressions down, and we know that uh, not everybody can consciously pick up on um, micro expressions. What are micro expressions? Well, it's. Uh, Basically, it, it, it's not one thing, but it's, it's super fast. Uh, sometimes as fast as one twenty-fifth of a second. That's fast. And it's just a really, really quick facial cue that, uh, like you said, not many people even notice sometimes. Right. But we're still, again, we're picking it up on an unconscious level. So the information's in there, right? Right. Um, so when you are talking to, uh, some just kind of a slimy guy and you're getting a, a, a slimy impression from him. Right. You're not quite sure why because he's smiling at you. Like I am now. Exactly. Uh, but re- see, right there, yes. right there. I just saw that look of contempt. Right. So now I don't trust you, but I'm not quite <laughs> sure why. Right. Which I think in that, it, because facial expressions are generally considered um, a, a revelation of the real emotion that's going on, uh-huh. um, the, it, it lends itself to the idea that you should trust your instincts. If you get a bad feeling from somebody, right. run away or knife them right or do something that don't could, just don't yeah. just listen to like their plain expression right that could be the micro expression if you've ever had that feeling like i don't know what it is about that guy but something about him mm-hmm. that's you may be picking up on very valid micro expressions right and again they're fast and uh 125th of a second and most people can't pick them up but that doesn't mean that they are um insignificant i guess is my point no they're very significant uh not everybody um is as attuned to faces as your wife Emily is, though. Do you is know that? that? So? Yeah, sure. Well, there's actually a, a condition, a medical condition. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yes. It's prosopagnosia, a.k.a. Uh, recognition impairment, or uh-huh. for just the ultimate lay people, us, face blindness. Okay. And basically, this is it's an actual medical condition. They're not entirely certain what causes it, but they've seen it. Uh, people have been born with it. Um, and they've seen it as the result of stroke or brain damage from a car accident, right, Chuck? Uh-huh. Um, 
and what they do know is that there is some sort of impairment in the uh, physiform gyrus, which is located in the temporal lobe. Okay. And this is the area of the brain that's in charge of processing visual information of faces. Right, visual cues. It's that specialized. Right. It it just has to do with the faces. So people who um, have face blindness um, actually have been shown under MRI scans uh, to this area doesn't activate. It's not working. So they can't tell if someone is pleased or displeased by looking at their face? Like they don't understand what a frown or a smile means? No, is no, it? no. They'll get that. They'll get that. And uh, apparently I was, that was a terrible segue. They, they, you, they can still, they're looking at your face right. and they can see if you're smiling or frowning. What, what they don't do is make a memory of your face. Oh, okay. So Chuck, how many times have we seen each other since we first met? It's one too many. Ouch, Chuck. (laughs) Thousands of times. Let's say thousands. Sure. Sure. Uh, If one of us had face blindness, it would be like seeing the other one for the first time right now. Oh, as in they wouldn't reckon, like I would say, I don't know who this person is? Yeah. Wow. I I mean, like I would say, it's me, Josh, but you wouldn't know for certain because you can't recall a memory, a visual memory of my face, even though I saw you yesterday or earlier in the hall. You, I, I'm a total stranger to you. So, of course, this makes life kind of hard for people with oh, face yeah. blindness. Wow. Um, like, for example, uh, a, a television show or a movie. Uh-huh. Try keeping up with that. Like, every time you see the main the right. main character again, it's like, where's this guy coming from? Right. So you'd be watching uh, your Magnum P.I. and every, every episode you'd think... Who is this handsome mustached guy in the Ferrari? I would, but the uh, the the thought of not being able to keep up with Magnum PI—it's a hellish thought, Chuck. Oh, no. um, I would never wish that on you. So, but that's just that's just movies and TV. Let's talk about real life. Yeah, um, there are tricks that people with face blindness have come up with, like um, every name morning. Hmm? Name tags? No. Uh, name tags would work, sure. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, how do you know that uh, yeah, true. people aren't playing practical jokes on you? Right, like um, the movie Memento. I love that movie. Yeah. What a great movie. I'm Actually, I'm going to go watch that after this now. <laughs> Good idea. Uh, one trick that people do at work um, when they have face blindness is go around and write down. The, you can look at the, the name tag on the, on the cubicle, and then you write down what that person's wearing. Okay. And then you can kind of maybe study it or access it in, uh, when you when you need to when you're talking to somebody. I have a feeling that people who work with people with actual face blindness right. are probably fairly forgiving. Uh, because other than that, there's no other disorder, right? It's right. just, I don't know who you are. With family members, you'll, they'll often, uh, create, um, like a safe word, like a password. So if somebody says, Hey, it's dad, you know, I need, uh, I need to borrow 500 bucks. Uh-huh. Um, he'll also say like Geronimo or Apache or, you right. know, something. A trigger. Pickle, Eskimo, something like that. So you know that it's actually them. Right. That makes sense. It it is, but I mean, do you know of any more like interesting disorders than that? That's a pretty good one. That's right up there with alien hand syndrome. I agree, or Jer- Jerusalem syndrome, which we'll get to eventually, I'm sure. Uh, can we talk about Alex Rodriguez? I I'm so proud of you right now, Chuck. I am beaming. <laughs> really? Because you came up with this. You're a wonderful man. Look at me, little me, making it happen. Uh, Doctor Ekman, who is the master, from what I can tell, at micro expressions, mm-hmm. he. Uh, as everyone knows by now, probably in the sports world, uh, Yankees slugger Alex Rodriguez recently came out that he, uh, not came out, but he <laughs> revealed that he used steroids mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And um, he famously had an interview with Katie Couric uh, before that, that where he absolutely said he did not and that he never saw him in the clubhouse and he didn't know much about them. And so uh, good Dr. Eggman um, recently, as last week actually, reviewed 
his uh, videotape of this Couric interview mm-hmm. and picked up on three micro-expressions that indicated that he was lying. Wow. Uh, one was a gestural slip, which is uh, when one of your shoulders uh, raises slightly. So it's just a micro-expression, obviously, so it's not something, and this isn't even on the face, uh, but his shoulder raised slightly quite a few times in the interview when she was asking him, you know, blunt questions and he was giving firm denials. Mm-hmm. And he said that it does not, uh, that kind of expression does not uh, line up with firm denials. People that are firmly denying something do not do the gestural slip. Huh. Uh, one was unilateral contempt. I like this one. He said that Rodriguez uh, would raise the corner of his lip just slightly and that indicates arrogance or a feeling of superiority. And he yes. said he did this a lot. Yeah. And he doesn't know if this might just be a, a trait that he has. Maybe he thinks he's better than everyone else. I don't know. Sure. But he says it definitely doesn't fit with what he was saying uh, about you know being humbled with the uh, steroid use. Gotcha. And interestingly, it's called unilateral because uh, it's the only emotion with a corresponding facial expression that occurs just on one side of the face. Everything else, anger, surprise, fear, sadness, are bilateral, so both sides of your face would react. Yes. So I thought that was interesting. And the last one was micro-fear. And uh, she pointedly asked him if he had ever been tempted to use illegal drugs. He answered with a simple no, and along with that no was a micro-fear expression, which was uh, basically the, uh, a horizontal stretching of the lips. And he said that basically he looked like he was lying because it's either fear or a fear of being caught uh, when you make this expression. Or surprise, too. Aren't fear and surprise often confused? Uh, yes, indeed. Which is actually one of the problems with um, searching for uh, micro-expressions. People with social anxiety have shown to um, launch into an anxiety attack when they're confronted with micro-expressions of surprise or fear because they mistake the surprise uh-huh. look for fear, and it's a micro-expression. They're already socially anxious as it is, so all of a sudden their gut's telling them something. And Interesting. There you go. So, yeah. Well, he had one more little one, which I thought was the best. And At the, at the end of the interview, he flatly denied taking drugs. And he said that he actually slightly nodded his head in the affirmative as he was saying that. Nice. Which, uh, there you have it. Yeah, you can't pull one by Paul Ekman. No. No. I would not want to be A-Rod and sit in front of him and try and tell the truth. No. So that's micro-expressions. Yes, it is. And there's a lot more to it. Um, I think uh, anybody would be wise to go onto our site and read what are micro-expressions. Uh, there's a pretty in-depth explanation of facial expressions and the whole shebang. So, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, you can look that up. And uh, Chuck, is it is it listener mail time? Not quite. Oh, no. What? We need to uh, give a little shout-out to our new blog, which is uh, on our website. It's called Stuff You Should Know. You can find it at HowStuffWorks.com. And Josh and I post once a day each mm-hmm. little interesting news items, tidbits. Then uh, we want to engage the Stuff You Should Know nation, get people talking. Yeah, and uh, you can get to it on the uh, homepage, mm-hmm. HowStuffWorks.com, on the right-hand side. And without further ado, the chime says, listener mail time. You ready, Josh? I, I was born ready. This is a good one. This came to us from a writer named uh, Lee, and that would be uh, the female Lee, mm-hmm. not L-E-E. Mm-hmm. And Lee heard us talk about the uh, one guy who wrote in talking about that he was possessed by the god Horus. And she thought we were very accepting of that notion that, sure, who knows, you know, anything could happen. Yeah. So she wrote this about her daughter. She says she has an attractive daughter, very intelligent, uh, lovely and outgoing, and in high school, her daughter was only attracted to gay men. Hmm. One after the other. A lot of times they were not out with their uh, sexuality. Sometimes they didn't even know it yet. Mm-hmm. But she had a terrible, terrible time 
falling in love with and being mistreated by gay men because they clearly could not, you know, return the love. Okay. So um, she was very frustrated by this. She took her daughter to a card reader, and apparently this card reader said the reason that she cannot get over these uh, falling in love with gay men is because she was possessed, her spirit was possessed by uh, a gay man named Jerome from the 1800s. Wow. And this is what the card reader said. She said, Jerome is running the show. And uh, the kid basically says, I don't like this. I'd like to get rid of this spiritual possession. Jerome's kind of baggage. Baggage. And so the card reader, uh, she said, quote, without any fancy pantsy ceremony, said that Jerome was gone. And she got rid of him. And the lady said after that, her daughter felt different, never fell in love with a gay man again, had healthy relationships. And I just thought this was real interesting. It is very interesting. And as we are always, uh, our motto is, who knows, to each his own or her own, who knows what's going on out there in the wacky universe. Agreed. This, she could have been possessed by a uh, gay man named Jerome from the 1800s. Well, thank you, Lee, and your daughter, and Jerome as well. Um, and if you have a really cool story to share with us, or you just want to say hi, no haikus, uh, send an email to stuff podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?